The mistaken identity experience you know and love is now even better on Patreon. A big shout out to everyone who has already joined us over there, but thanks to a new round of updates to the platform, listeners have so many new reasons to join the party or dive back in on the app. For those of you who already have the app, you can't help but be impressed by some of these changes. The whole thing has become more intuitive and has made searching for your favorite content even easier, creating your own little world for your favorite creators just like us. And the biggest addition to the mistaken identity world is community chats. This is for sure the biggest element of the new Patreon rollout and the one we're most excited about as well because it's going to bring us closer to you. These new community chats, like most of these new features, are only available through the Patreon app, and these chats give our fans a space to talk to us and each other in real time outside of any traditional comment section. You can discuss our latest work, give feedback, ask questions directly to us, and react any old way that you please. This is on top of all the Patreon-exclusive content we already offer, like the video version of the unedited podcasts, behind-the-scenes looks at show production, and exclusive content drops way in advance of our mainstream channels. And the best part is that you can get all this starting at just $1 a month. So open up the app and look us up by searching Mistaken Identity Media, or just follow the link directly in the show notes to get started today. You can also download the Patreon app itself for free directly from the Google Play or Apple App Store to unlock the full VIP experience. However you consume Mistaken Identity Media, we thank you for the support and hope you enjoy the show. To so many people, you know, lifelong uh, Cubs fans, it's our happy place. It doesn't feel like a year without going to Wrigley Field, and you guys are amazing at what you do. And that's the thing, is that the Wrigley employees are always so helpful. They go beyond. When you see the same faces, year after year after year in the same sections, it makes you feel, it all feels like family that you're going to a place like it's a little family reunion. Every family member and friend who comes to that I take to a Cubs game or I take on a Wrigley Field tour because there's nothing better to do to be in Chicago and you all made that possible. Like I said, these are not just employees in my opinion, they're like family. I brought people from all over the world, all over the country, people that don't like baseball. They love Wrigley Field. And we have you guys to thank for that. Welcome to Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. We explore the fascinating personal lives of the people inside Chicago's most iconic sports venue, Wrigley Field. Our podcast will take you on an amazing journey, introducing you to some incredible people that we've met along the way. We'll discuss hot topics, play a few games, and just try to have an overall good time. There'll be plenty of surprises along the way, so stick with us to see where our journey heads next. But for now, kick back, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond Ballpark. I'm excited about today's guest um, because ever since I heard her sing the National Anthem last season, I knew I had to have her on. Finally got her schedule worked out. Haley, welcome to the show, finally. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and honored to be here. What a what an honor. And we're both doing this the day after the Dead and Company concert. Uh, so we're both, if we sound high, it's because we had a secondhand buzz probably. From- <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, 100%. Broke all of the going on. And that was your first one, right? Yeah, my first Dead concert. Um, hopefully my last. They said this is their last tour, <laughs> but don't they say that every year? I thought like two no. years ago was the last one, and now yeah. they had them last year, and then two, two more. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I... Um, I... It was not now. I gotta say this though. It was not as bad as a couple of years ago uh, when they had rain in the middle of one. We, we had to evacuate everybody onto the concourse, uh, get it all out, and then that was a wild one. So this one, there was no rain. So with that one, there was a rain delay. Had to get everybody off into the concourse. Uh, yeah, that was that was a hard one. So <laughs> how did they fit all of those people in the concourse? No idea. I don't know. <laughs> oh but we, but we, 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 used to, we used the whole concourse, even the blue we use the bleachers as well, so we use the whole thing. But getting people who are not all there together to get up and move was not the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> oh my God, were people climbing on top of each other, like sitting on people's shoulders so that there was enough space? I cannot even imagine. That. I yeah. cannot even imagine. Yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to something positive. Let's talk about you real quick. So, uh, for those that don't know, uh, although most of our staff are the ones that watch this show, but um, you are a guest service ambassador. But are you with the ADA team? Yeah, I'm on the ADA team. Now, I'm on- tell me, how did that come about, first of all? How did that come about? Yeah, so I was hired in 2021 for mobile ordering, I believe it was. And I was just kind of like standing um, by uh, behind home plate it, uh, and Dolores and Jeremy, you know, the people who work the lift. Yeah. Um, and Dolores actually came up to me and she was like, I've never seen you before. Are you new? And I said, yeah, I was hired like a few, like a month and a half ago. Um, and she asked me how I liked it so far. And I was like, good. She said, well, we are looking for people for the access to be on the accessibility team. Would you be interested in that? And obviously, I mean, I'm such a people person. I could talk to a wall. Um, so I <laughs> said like, yeah, I would love to do that. Um, like, just let, let me know what I have to do to, you know, start the process of transferring to the team and um about a month later chuck introduced me to everybody on the accessibility team taught me the ropes that sort of thing um and that's just kind of how i got started there i immediately loved it obviously just because of the people that i was interacting with and kind of just making you know somebody's day taking them to their seat or helping them find you know accessibility seating if they didn't purchase those tickets um so that's kind of how i got started and i'm still there i i love it uh, i don't I wouldn't change a thing so yeah i was talking to somebody on, on the 818 the other day about how when i first started in the 90s it was one elevator, the one over by gate five. <laughs> so we all had to take wheelchairs up the ramp and push them up the ramp to the upper deck and push them all the way back. Uh, I'll never forget my last day doing it was the day I had a guy who's kind of big. I'm already small as it is. I had a guy who's kind of big. And I didn't realize when you go down the ramp, you're supposed to go backwards down the ramp. So I went forward <laughs> on the ramp and then the plastic handles fell off. And my God, my, my instinct grabs it in the middle before he died. He would have died going down that ramp. I was <laughs> oh my God. Thank God that there are elevators everywhere now. Mm-hmm. But back yeah. in the day, all all the wheelchair runs would up, push them up the ramp, up the deck, and push them back down. Yeah, that's crazy insane. <laughs> you definitely probably 
got your definitely got your steps in definitely got your workout in no need for a gym membership that yes crazy crazy now were you a cubs fan already now what made you want to work at really feel um i was i grew up in sports i was a huge soccer player in um high school i've been to four state championships um i have never won a state championship but i have been there four times um so sports have kind of always been uh, a part of like who I was, I guess that was kind of my identity. And then when I came to college, I obviously stopped playing soccer because I wanted to choose a school based on where I could get the best education instead of like where I could play soccer. So I was kind of looking to like get back into the groove after COVID of like, okay, I love sports. I love baseball. I love soccer. I love basketball. Those are like my top three work like how can I get back into that and the Cubs were hiring um I saw um, my I think my professor like sent us an email like Cubs are hiring for the summer so I kind of applied for that and was crossing my fingers I, I remember I was so nervous for my interview um but my aunt was a Cubs fan so I didn't I can't say I'm a I was a diehard Cubs fan before I started working for them um I grew up in central New York so I always grew up Yankees, not not the biggest diehard Yankees fan, but I always just loved watching baseball in general. So but now definitely I am a Cubs fan, like more than Yankees, for sure, um, just because of I grew to love the team and the people there and everything. So so I want to get to school in a minute. I'm come back to that. But have you been you've been to Yankee Stadium? Yes, I was. How do you compare? Okay, so I had been to old Yankee Stadium when I was like nine months. So obviously I don't remember. Um, But when they built the new stadium, we took a trip. I think I was like 14 years old or something like that. I was like definitely like seventh, eighth grade. Um, And it's just not it's not great. It's very commercialized, obviously. And I don't. Yeah, Wrigley is timeless. I show up every day and it's just like, wow, like it's so beautiful. Um, And so many fans who have gone to like Yankee Stadium, Fenway, um, my friend who lives in Georgia, he goes to the Brave Stadium all the time. And he is trying to make a trip up here just because he's like, oh my gosh, I want to go to Wrigley Field. I've never been to Wrigley Field. Um, Definitely the true baseball experience at Wrigley. Now, back to school real quick. So college is Loyola? College is Loyola. Yeah, I just graduated a a month ago today. All right, congratulations! And so yeah. that now is that what led to the tell me how we led to the singing the national anthem. How we get to that? <laughs> yeah. So when I was a freshman in college, I actually um, was just kind of looking for something to do in school. I played soccer. I was the lead in my musicals uh, back home in high school. Like I volunteered a ton. So I was trying to get those three things into my life at college. And so I emailed a video of myself singing the national anthem to actually the volleyball coach at the time for the men's team at Loyola. Um, I mixed up women's and men's. I thought men's played in the fall and women's played in the spring. So I was like, hey, I'd love to sing the national anthem at your games. Um, and he connected me to my um pat like my boss at the time. Um, uh, and he said, like, we would love this girl to come sing at our games. And uh his name is Brian Day. Shout out Brian Day, love him. Um, <laughs> he's definitely the core of my success at Loyola. Um he you know, started scheduling me for the women's volleyball games and then the women's basketball games and the men's basketball games and the men's volleyball games. Uh, then COVID hit 
And I did come back to Chicago and I was still living in Chicago because I had some classes that were in person. And by some, I mean one, and I couldn't commute obviously from central New York. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I had to be back here and he asked me to come in and um, sing the national anthem and so that they could record it to play at their games during the COVID year. Um, the following year, I was still kind of singing at games and everything too. And the assistant athletic director at the time, his name is Bill Burns. Again, shout out Bill Burns. Uh, great guy. He knows Stevie, uh, who works in the front office. And they kind of connected um, me with Stevie and just said, hey, we would love for you to sing the national anthem at Wrigley Field for Loyola Night. And I was <laughs> like... I was like, me? Like, you're going to yeah. choose me out of out of everybody that they could have chosen. I was just so, uh, like, I, it was such an honor. I was so grateful that they, you know, decided, Haley, like, we're going to choose Haley Quackenbush. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't study music. I didn't minor in theater or anything like that. So, like, singing the national anthem was just something that I did for fun. And I never thought that I would have been asked to do some, something and perform um, the national anthem on, a, like, a stage that big, which was uh, incredible my parents when they found out that I was doing that they they flew in from New York they made a whole like three days out of it they were so proud of me um and then also just like being able to do it um like for two years in a row they asked me again this year yeah. yep. that was just like I was so honored so now I remember the first year uh when you sang um at our 210 meeting I believe it was they announced that you were singing and we were all like wow singing that's nothing so everybody <laughs> wanted to see it you're the one at the gate they all want they couldn't but everybody wanted to see it everybody was like oh my god we got to see this I got to, I got to catch it last I ran upstairs we got to catch it so when you got done what was the reaction from the staff that when you were done that day a lot of people were just so surprised and, and you were fairly new so you were fairly new to us yeah i was you know? really new everybody was so i just i cannot get over the support system that i have from our staff um they i'm just like overwhelmed with love and support it's just it, nothing can compare i have the best family at wrigley field and so for all of you watching i love you all <laughs> but my parents were also just so shocked at the overwhelming um support and just like they were so grateful that i had such great people here to in like necessarily like take care of me um when you know obviously they're not here because i don't have any family here i don't have like second cousins third cousins i don't have any aunts or uncles grandparents my parents siblings i'm here on my own so just to kind of have like that overwhelming support from the staff was great they were so impressed <laughs> and obviously shocked because i don't really talk about like oh yeah i'm, I'm a singer i used to sing a lot in high school and you know in college too so Definitely shocked was, I think, the biggest emotion. <laughs> so now you're heading down to the field. You're on the field getting ready. This was there. They got the cameraman there. Microphone's in your hand. Are you nervous? Like, what's going through your mind? Um, Last year, I was not nervous at all because mm -hmm. um, the week prior, I had sang it like, five times. So I had it because there were like games like back to back to back. Um, and because I also worked for loyal athletics in their ticketing office, when I was working, if their singer dropped out, 
I would just go, I would leave the office and then go sing and then go back to work. So I had sang it like five times the week prior. So I wasn't really nervous about doing well. Um, this year I was a little nervous, but only because before I had a school presentation, like a final presentation for one of my um, media planning classes. And I was super nervous for that presentation. And I think those nerves like kind of carried over because I didn't want to be late and I wanted to do well. Um, but then once I got on the field, it was just like shows on like time to time to go. So. See, I can't do it because let me tell you why. I'm that one person in the world that knows the national anthem, can sing it backwards and forwards. But if I get in front of people, I'm sure I'm going to miss a line. <laughs> I'm that one person that would do that. Even though I know the song, I'm the one person that would be so enthralled by the moment and where I'm at. <laughs> that I would forget the line. And people would be like, wait, what is he? did he skip? Did he? Like, that, that, that's, that's, <laughs> so that's I was wondering, were you nervous? But I would be completely nervous. I would forget the line. I know I would. I think you would be fine. People don't really notice. They just, they make sure that you sing, oh, say, and then at the end, um, home of the braid. That's really, <laughs> that's really what they look for. I think you could do it. I couldn't, I even, I couldn't even do the seven stretch. I would, I would, I, the moments would get me. I would forget the words. I would just no, like, absolutely. No way. No way. <laughs> I will say oh. this year, there were way more people in the stands. Like yeah. I looked up and I was like, yeah. Oh my God, there there are actually people. Well, because yeah. the year prior it was rainy and they had to move it yeah. forward, the game forward, and and this time like, yeah, in Chicago, you know, eighty yesterday, fifty today in rain. Like, yeah, I know. Got to put a coat today, but um, your family. Uh, I don't know. I don't know you alone. Your family's in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Are you are you communicating with them about this um, wildfire, orange haze that's going on in New York? Already? Yeah, yeah, like my um my parent my mom specifically we have a dog and she is all about the dog she wants to make sure that he's okay so she was like freaking out obviously about him going outside to go to the bathroom and everything so she was really um my parents were honestly mostly my mom they were just scared they couldn't believe how bad the air was because it looked like orange outside it it looked orange outside and it my mom said that it smelled like a campfire and i was shocked yeah. the pictures that they were sending me looked vintage because that's how bad the air quality was where they were and it makes you realize just how close we are to canada like when you, like it, it, in your mind you're never close to them yeah. but when you see that you're like we're really close like we're really really oh no yeah close to them. my home is an hour and a half drive from canada like my home back in New York it takes us an yeah. hour and a half to get to Canada. So it's now, crazy. What do you do for fun here in Chicago? I know you're here by yourself, so I'm just curious. Like, what do you, what do, you do for fun? What do you go? Yeah, I'm a big, I love to read. Um, I'm a big, like, mystery uh, romance novel girl. Um, obviously, when I can, I when it's nice out, um, I like to bike along the lakefront. That's like my favorite yeah. summertime activity to do. My friends and I, we love to go to the beach. Um, that's like, those are like my three, when I have a day off, that's like what I like to do. <laughs> and hopefully, fingers crossed, it's sunny so I can get my vitamin D supplement yeah. in. <laughs> now, do you have any, is there any food in Chicago that you like here um, that you tell people back in New York about? Something, is there anything here that you like here that we have in New York, Chicago that's food related? Um, 
I honestly there's, there's a big war between us and them and pizza by the way. I know <laughs> you know the Chicago hot dog situation I'm just curious as to how you're yeah no I really love I love the Chicago hot dog I know that's probably such a terrible answer but I really I I like it. My friends back home, they put ketchup on their hot dogs. I never did that. I never did that. It was always mustard, but now I'm like a relish girl. I like the onions. I like the peppers, uh, all the works. But I will say I do miss New York style pizza that will forever be in my heart. But definitely the Chicago hot dog. So, but are you not, are you a deep, have you tried deep this or no? Yeah, I have to be in the mood for deep dish because I feel like that is just a whole process. Like you have to like sit down for the meal and and kind of zen yourself. And then you got the fork and then I because that's how I eat my deep dish. Yeah. I have a fork and a knife and got to cut it. I like the thin crust better, obviously. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Now, with, with Chicago being in the news all the time or crime which i think is somewhat exaggerated it's not crime everywhere but uh, are your parents are they ever on the phone like hey you should come back home chicago's pretty bad, it's pretty bad. <laughs> i'm just curious as to you know how your family feels about you being here with the media for you know making it seem like everywhere you go you can get shot somewhere or killed i'm just curious how, how your parents feel about chicago yeah they're not really my father is not really worried because like like you said like the news over exaggerates everything and obviously they're only going to report on the bad stuff. My mother watches Chicago PD and I have to remind her that that is not real. <laughs> that, that is not real life. And that that stuff doesn't happen. <laughs> that stuff does not really happen. So no, they have never been like, you should come home. Um, other than the fact that they miss, you, miss me. Right. But, um, yeah, they're not too worried about it. And obviously they know that the news exaggerates and everything. And honestly, we're not even, I think I watched like a video on this or, um, read an article. Chicago's not even in the, the top 10 right. most dangerous cities. Yeah. So they are not concerned. Well, and I think the media is very selective because I didn't see any cameras outside the dead concert, but, I, but when I left that stadium, there's mm -hmm. people on the street, just like dead. Like people were just. When, when the concert was over last night, people were everywhere. Like I live, I live two blocks from the hotel. People were on my street throwing up. Like I didn't see, I didn't see that on TV. <laughs> uh, exactly. It was like the, the night of the Walking Dead around here, and I didn't see that on TV at all. Anywhere, nowhere. No, where are the cameras for that? For real. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm sure you saw it too when you were home. Like it was like it was like a carnival that was really dead. I mean, it was just weird. It was just strange. It was just, I don't know. It was just strange. It was weird. Um, now, do you have any favorite moments ever outside of the uh, national anthem uh, <laughs> yeah. game? Was there like a game that was just like there are some games that I've saw where like the place just went crazy and it was a grand slam? Like, do you have any any moments yet like that? Any like games that you won't forget? Yeah, I definitely. I think for me as an employee, when my first year I was rookie of the year, I just couldn't yeah. believe that. Again, out of everybody that could have been chosen, um, they chose me. I, I obviously, I, I'm very um, humble <laughs> that they chose me. So that was kind of just, that was an amazing day. Again, overwhelming support from coworkers who didn't, didn't even know me personally um, were congratulating me and everything. To have my family there and to have my family meet all of my Wrigley family was awesome. Um, I will say my 
Um, I was at the game where um, Drew Smiley went like eight innings, um, no hitter. That was, that was electric. Like that was great. Just having the crowd like go crazy and everything. Um, I think that that probably is the most recent um, game where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is just so great. Um, And then I will say the game Javi Baez. um, Oh God, when was, it was right before the trade and we were, tie we were going into like the ninth or 10th or 11th inning it was something like late and um he hit an rbi and we won the game and that was like the last time where everybody was together before that big like rizzo chris bryant Baez trade so i think that was really special and i just remember i had um an older woman in my in a wheelchair and she I had convinced her to stay because she was ready to go. She was over it. She didn't want to stay anymore. She was sitting in the lower bowl. And I was like, I have a, I have a really good feeling about this, the bottom of this inning. Like, I, I think that you should stay. I think that you should stay. And I was like, if I'm wrong, then I owe you my life. But like, you, you just have to stay. And, um, like she was to this day, I will always remember. She said, thank you for making me stay because I wouldn't have wanted to miss that. And if I had left or I was leaving the stadium, when I heard all those fans cheer, I would have been so upset <laughs> that I missed being a part of that moment. So um, definitely, definitely. That was a really good moment. Now, have you experienced the Cubs convention yet? No. What is that? You have not. You know, that's when we're oh, in, in January. We all go down to the hotel and we work uh, down at the Sheridan. Uh, you got to experience that. You probably have school or other things, but yes, uh, yes, I was gonna that. work it. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna work it, and then I had a conflict with uh, Loyola Athletics. So, oh yes, Cubs convention. Yeah, I have, but yeah. I have not experienced it. So. Yeah, imagine five thousand fans and all these players living in a hotel for three days together. All the time what could go wrong but that, that's the convention that you got you have to experience that as an employee uh thousands of fans living in a hotel with players and us for three days you gotta you gotta experience it you gotta you have to you gotta, you gotta experience bingo too you gotta experience that <laughs> that's that's crazy what what it's like i i couldn't imagine what could go wrong yeah no you can't well <laughs> but before i go up my life i'm gonna ask you about this i know you're in college tell us about your degree Mm-hmm. and what your plans are um, career-wise. Yeah, so I majored in advertising and public relations, and then I minored in sport management because I didn't know if I wanted to work in sports full-time. It was It's always been a dream of mine, um, just because, like I said, I grew up around athletics and everything. So, um, but I work for um, a media agency here in Chicago. It's called PhD Media. Um, I heard about it because my professor for actually the class that I did the final presentation for before the uh, national anthem this past year, I had to leave class early, but she was like, go have fun. Congratulations. She was so impressed. My whole class was so impressed. Um, She... And she said, you know, send me your resume. Um, I think that you would be really good as a strategist for media planning. So I said, okay. Like I had never really heard of that role before. I didn't really know what media planning was until I took her class. So I sent her my resume. Um, and then a few weeks later, 
the head of HR reached out to me and he said, um, hey, we would love to set up an interview for um, one of our Diageo accounts. Um, and they specialize in liquor. So I was really excited. <laughs> Obviously, a 22-year-old fresh out of college. I was really excited um, and I interviewed and they offered me a position as an assistant strategist, which is great. So I have been, I, my first day was June 5th. So this past Monday, um, I have gone to like so many, I'm actually going to a Cubs game uh, on Tuesday, okay. uh, which I'm really excited about with my company. So that'll be okay. super fun. Um, but yeah, I work in me the media industry, media planning, um, on like advertising campaigns for Diageo. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, time flies. So with, 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 I was in my episode by letting the guests ask me a question. So, yeah. uh, do you have a question for me? Yeah. How did you kind of get started doing this? Uh, I know you, you're like one of the longest running Wrigley Field associates, which is so cool. Um, but but how there, did you... there, now there are a few more that are truly long, than, truly really? long. Really? Like Floyd, <laughs> uh, Floyd and Al oh, yeah. and um, mm -hmm. uh, Kyle. Yeah. So I, I, I have got some years, but there's some more that I'm... <laughs> Uh, and it's funny, everybody goes, Frank, you don't look as old as you appear to be. I'm like, I'm, I'm almost, almost 50, I'm 45. But um, uh, so how do I get started with Wrigley? Is that the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is a funny story because I was I was not a baseball fan. So back in the 90s, I think like 94, I was at Lane Tech High School. And uh, the Cubs used to, I don't know why they stopped. They should go back to it. But they used to have tables at different high schools where they would recruit people to work for a summer job. Now, I had never had a job at 16, so I'm like, hey, you know what, I wouldn't mind doing a job for one year. I wouldn't mind doing it for one summer. I'm, the, the Bulls were winning. I was a Bulls they were winning. They won a championship this year. They won it the next year. They were, just, they were repeating over and over again. So I was more to the Bulls. Didn't know what a Cub was. Didn't know what Wrigley Field was. There was somebody <laughs> here saying, hey, we can hire you. You can get a job. So I'm like, I'll do it. Went home to my parents. Uh, hey, I got to talk about the Cubs. They're like, the who? The Cubs? You mean the Sox? <laughs> no, I mean the Cubs of North. Because I went to Lane Tech, which was like down the street on Addison. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm yeah. just going to do it for one, just, just one year. It's my first job one year. Uh, obviously, I had been there longer than one year. Um, and it was the atmosphere. It was the stadium. And it was Sammy Sosa and like Harry Carey that got me into it. Oh, and wow. ever since then, like now, everybody that knows me relates the Cubs to me. But I was, I was not a, when I got hired, I was not a club. I was baseballs all the way, basketball all the way. Yeah. And you can't go to Wrigley Field and be there forever and not <laughs> fall into the trap of being, you know, I got Cubs everything now. Everything you see for Christmas, all I get, Cubs stuff. So <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> I love, I love that. I'm also really big on tradition. I love tradition. So just the fact that you've been there consecutively, for so many years, is I just think that that's great because you know you. I, you yeah, I, I was talking to David Jones. David Jones was there when I was in the nineties. I was there. I both left for school and whatever came back. But um, we, were, we were talking about you know we're both supervisors now. Me and David Jones both supervisors. We're like you know, could you imagine when we were young, running around <laughs> here that we would be, we would be doing this today that we would be supervisors that we feel. And it's mm -hmm. like no, you know, never would we have thought back when we were younger running around that concourse, and we've been through that concourse a thousand times. Like, never, back then, we could have never thought that we would be doing this today. So, uh, it just, just, yes, it's amazing. But, 
There are so many things in this episode that I should be saying congratulations to you for. I'm not gonna say oh. one time. <laughs> everything. There's so many things that you that you've accomplished that are in this episode. So from all of us, especially supervisors, uh, we love you to them, obviously. Whenever we see you, are always smiling, you know. We could be having a bad day. Some fan could have cursed us out or had pictures of pictures. When we come to you, you're smiling. It just like wipes it all away. So, we all <laughs> so we're glad you're there. Uh, we know that you're so great that eventually you're going to be big time somewhere else pretty soon at some point. We're going to be sad when you leave us. But thanks for being Haley. Thank, thank you so much. The, that I'm like getting choked up because I think that that is just so, like so kind of you to say. Like I said, I don't have family here. So I really, I cannot say how much I appreciate the love and support from y'all and, and everything. So well, you, you, have, you have co-family now. So now you have, now you have yes, that's right. Once they all hear this episode, they're going to be like, oh, Haley, your family. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Haley, thank you very much. And I want to thank you all out there for watching on Patreon or listening on the podcast. So mistaken identity. And we'll catch you all on the next episode. So long, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Hey, guys. If you're hearing my voice here again, that means we've reached the end of the show. It's that time again for all the thank yous and special messages and disclaimers. You know, all the stuff you really tune in for each week. A big thank you yet again to all of our supporters who not only continue to tune into our show, but take the time to hit the like button, write reviews, and share our content on social media. It all really helps us grow our audience. Our Patreon page continues to thrive as well as we're working not only on the podcast, but the Roku channel and the book club and on and on and on. If you'd like to be a part of that expanding mistaken identity experience, follow the link in our show notes to our Patreon page or go to patreon.com and search mistaken identity podcast for all the ways you can sign up to access this multitude of additional content. Mistaken Identity is also now a part of the Unconfined Network, which is a home to many podcasts whose hosts have met inside the walls of Wrigley Field. Check out the network's other show offerings. Head to unconfinednetwork.com. That's all one word, unconfinednetwork.com, to view all of our shows and their catalogs. Shouts out to Frank Walker, Jesse Graham, and Jordan Burks for their continued efforts both in front and behind the scenes to keep Mistaken Identity rolling along every week. And of course, we can't leave without our disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely our own, and we do not speak for or on behalf of the Chicago Cubs or any other organization. This is Joe Flaherty from the Mistaken Identity Podcast saying stay safe, and we'll catch you next time beyond the ballpark. Thank you.